everyone. Welcome to Girls with Dogs. My name is Kimberly and I write the blog, Keep the Tail Wagging. And I'm here with my good friend, Kathy Bennett, who is the blogger behind Groovy Goat and Doodles. And we are here to talk about dogs. We are two lifelong friends, not really lifelong, but eight years, but that's a long time, who met each other through blogging. That's a long and time. Out- yeah, I think so. And a, lo- <laughs> and a lo- long, <laughs> and our love of dogs. And we have decided to turn our conversations into a podcast. So, hey, Kathy, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm great. Um, I hope you can hear me because it sounds mm-hmm. like I didn't pay my um, internet <laughs> bill, but I did. And I'm showing where I have five bars. Come on, come on now, AT&T, do your thing. Um, I'm good though. Uh, it's been, it's good to be back. We'll just say this, staying away from the dogs um, and a shout out to my husband, of course, um, for two weeks is too long. Yeah. Um, I mean, the birth of a new grandchild. Yes, it makes sense. Um, and I loved every minute of it, but two weeks is a long time. <laughs> I was really excited to come back home to see them. Um, but, um, and Lee took really good care of them. So they're all fine. Cause a couple of people on social media asked me, you know, how they looked when I got back, but they, they looked good. He even brushed them. So that says, nice. that says a lot, but, um, but yes, um, I'm excited about this topic because uh, we want to talk about anal glands. <laughs> I just love how you put it out there. Yes, let's talk about it. Let's talk about, the, talk anal about the anal glands. And you know, on my notes, I was like, to squeeze or not to squeeze, that is the question. But I have educated myself to understand that the appropriate description is expressing one's dog's anal glands. It's still a yuck, but in any event, have you had to express or squeeze any of your dog's anal glands? Yes, I have. Why do you do it? Well, I haven't had to do it in years, but back when Rodrigo was having just crazy, crazy digestive issues. There was a month where he just did not, or a few weeks, I think that he just did not have a solid poop. And the whole thing about the anal glands is when our dogs poop, it naturally expresses them. But if they're having soft stool or diarrhea, then that friction isn't there to express them and they can just get backed up. And if you don't take care of them or take them to the vet, they can turn around and get impacted and infected. So Rodrigo, he just smelled and I knew what the smell was and he was uncomfortable. He kept trying to scooch. He was trying to get him himself. And I finally just went out, took him outside. And it was really easy because they were so full that the second I touched them, it was like the worst pimple ever. It shot out across the yard. And so thankfully it didn't shoot out all over me. Because if you guys haven't gotten anal gland juice on your hands or that stuff does not go away, you wear rubber gloves when you do this. Um, but yeah, I've done it. So this is either going to make people choke with laughter or <laughs> they're just not going to want to listen to me anymore. But please, you know, hang in there because I'm just being honest. I don't even know how do you begin? Like, how do you do it? Well, there are videos on YouTube, but many of them aren't good because some of them are with dark dogs and you, it's hard to show someone on a dark dog what they need to do. But I eventually found one on a white dog and then I was able to understand. And basically you take your thumb and your pointer finger 
And um, I, those are the, I think that's his point of finger. And you, on the outside of your dog's butt, starting at the bottom um, and move your way up, you know, around the anus, you, you'll feel these little tiny peas on each side. And if they're, if they're fine, you really won't feel anything. Maybe a vet can tell it, but I can't. But when they're impacted, I wouldn't say impacted, but if they're full, you'll feel these little tiny little peas on each side. And there's a way to just go in and push and squeeze up so that it squirts out. You just got to be careful about where you're standing when you do it. And it's not something that I've been told that we're not supposed to be making a habit of doing something like that because um, it can make the body not do it on its own. Or I don't, I don't know how true that is, but it's not something that I, I seek to do. If my dog is having an issue where I'm finding myself having to express their anal glands, then it's time to call the vet. Or um, for me personally, I use it as a, a red flag that my dogs need more fiber in their diet. So, I mean, you know, I, I read where they use cute little phrases like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I see where a lot of sites, you know, talk about veterinarians and groomers can do it. But I remember when I first started looking for a groomer for Harley when he was a puppy, um, where I ended up and where we stayed the majority of his life while we were in that area, it, it, they said flat out, you know, well, you know, we'll do toenails and we'll clip the, the paw hair in between the paws and made this laundry list of things that they did. And one of the things that they said that they do not do because of the liability is mm-hmm. express the anal glands. And they said, a lot of people will tell you that groomers offer this service. And when I checked with my veterinarian, she was like, yes, please. No, if they need to be expressed, you know, bring them to your veterinarian, not your groomer. And I was like, okay, but I've never had to. So the only time that the dogs will do any scooting is generally when they have been violated (laughs) when they get a full (laughs) groom. And they have their, you know, they get their Sanny and their Fanny shaved because <laughs> you want all of that cute doodle fluff out of the way yeah. when they're having a, a movement. And so sometimes, you know, it's a little irritating. Um, you laugh. I just give me a little <laughs> coconut oil, glove up and just rub the buttocks a little bit and they're good to go. Mm-hmm. So I, I've never... Praise God, had to squeeze the anal glands. But let me tell you how ignorant I am. I was thinking like you had to go in, like in. Oh, oh. Well, yeah. actually, you can. That's a different way to do it. It's like if it's not, um, I I personally wouldn't do it. I think, I think the more you try and do these things at home, unless you really know what you're doing, you can just. I just rather have my bet do it. But um, Rodrigo, I took him in. Because I had, after I expressed his anal glands, I made him a vet appointment. So I gave him some relief, but I wanted the vet to, um, they're so funny. All three dogs are trying to fit on one dog bed right now. We're about to have a storm. So they're getting ready for it. That musical chair song. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you stop it, whoever's not in it loses (laughs) I had, I had to, I had to stop and take a picture because it's just like, it's just so funny, but yeah. So yeah, I took them to the vet afterwards and that's what they did is because they couldn't feel them on the outside. And so they had rubber gloves on and went on the inside and they're like, nope, they're empty. 
And yeah, Rodrigo was looking at me like, where are we and when can we leave? But but um, violation. I know. So do you believe that they say that once you start, then dogs um lose the capability of doing it regularly on their own? And then you end up having to either become proficient at it yourself or it becomes a regular veterinarian visit. I don't know if I that's believe fact that. or fiction. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. I mean, it's a warning that I've been told in the past, and I don't even remember who told me that warning. What I think is that if people are just starting to get into the habit of expressing their dog's anal glands without understanding why this is becoming an issue, I think you're missing an opportunity to address a health issue and keep it from getting worse. So to me, if Rodrigo or any of my dogs have anal glands and I find that either they are sitting down and there's a big spot on the sofa because it expressed on the furniture, love that, um, or I have to do it, then I know that there's something going on that needs to be addressed. And I wonder sometimes if those warnings are given to us because people are choosing not to go to the vet when, um, you know, thinking, oh, it's no big deal. When, you know, it might just be a big deal. Hmm. Yeah, it could very easily be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just thought that you would know. Be, not, <laughs> not Only because you have more dogs than I have. Yeah. And I'm saying, I wonder if she's ever had to do that. Yes, I have. Okay. A few times. All right. Well, we're going to keep hope alive that you don't have to do it often and that I don't ever have to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I was looking at it pretty parallel to like a man's prostate exam. I hate to say it, but that's, I'm being brutally honest. And I said, I want to ask somebody. And I thought, girl, we, we, podcast conversation. Yeah. I mean, that's I, what this is. I figure if you ever find yourself in a place where you plan to do it yourself make sure you mm-hmm. have rubber make sure you have rubber gloves and do it yeah. outside yeah because bleach sometimes will not get that smell off your hands stop it i mean it really? is, yeah i mean when we had rodrigo he expressed his anal glands on the sofa a hundred years ago and i went on a deep dive immediately trying to find the solution to so we didn't have to throw out our sofa. We had a sectional. So we didn't have to throw out the sectional. And that, you know, the um, nature's miracle advance in the red bottle, mm-hmm. that that will get the anal gland sent out. Oh, I lived with that stuff, potty training the dogs mm-hmm. when they were puppies. Yeah, that, that was some out. good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. That's the the anal glands. Yeah, it's it's. I don't want to say it's oily. Maybe. I don't know if it's oil. I don't know what there's something about it, but it gets on you and it stays on you. Wow. Sounds like essential oils in the opposite direction. (laughs) I know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You do not want to diffuse that one. I don't want to diffuse that one. (laughs) So listen, I had to, oh my God, I hope my husband's not listening to this episode. I had to um, like be really quiet and bite the inside of my lip. Um, because now that, you know, I've been gone for two weeks, he is, he is the doodle master. Like you can't <laughs> tell him anything. So he picks me up from the airport at 2.15 and we don't get home till six and we're only 20 minutes from the airport, but the Citadel had another home game. We all know that story. Mm-hmm. And he said that when he was moving cars, 
the dogs were on the porch and it caught them off guard when the cannon went off to announce the game was beginning. And he said, it just freaked poor Jacks out. And he was like trembling when I got in the car. So we went to the tropical smoothie place and then we went someplace else and just running errands to try to pass the time until the game was over. But in the meantime, we go to Marion Square, which is this huge park. And Lee proceeds to share with me that in these two weeks, he's learned that (laughs) the dogs really need more outside time and more exercise. And I said, that's fine, but I still have a job. So I don't know what you want me to do. We go out in the morning sometimes at 830 and we don't return until close to noon. I think that's wonderful. But you're retired. I have a job. So then we got into this philosophical conversation on the amount of exercise. And I said, I'm going to put this out there. How much exercise do your dogs get? Well, I don't know about in time or like miles or anything, but one thing that I've made a habit of doing since I've been working from home is I take the dogs out at least two times a day for 20 to 30 minutes each time. And if I can, I get in a third or fourth time as well. And then Rodrigo or not Rodrigo Scout and Apollo are our more active dogs. So they have a dog walker who comes and walks them for 30 to 40 minutes twice a week. So um, however much that is. So, you know, I sent you the link from Mm -hmm. my boyfriend. Yes. And, you know, he's saying that's Mr. Google. He's saying that dogs need between 30 minutes to two hours a Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. of active activity. Mm hmm. Uh huh. And I wouldn't and I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm curious to know, like with breeds like border collies and huskies and Belgian Malinois and um, what I can think of a whole bunch of them, but you know, all these breeds that are high energy, you know, hunting dogs and agility dogs and um, work all different working dogs. If they are at that two hours or if they even surpass that, because I've known people who have those working dogs where like what Lee said, it's like they get up in the morning and they go for a hike And then they get, you know, then they go to work and they come home and they do something in the middle of the day. They do something again at the end of the day. And then they wrap it up at the dog park or something like that. And I'm like, that's a job. Well, and that's exactly what it is. When I was, so the dogs are used to working with me. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of that was kind of, I guess, contributed. I know age is a factor. Health is a factor. Mm -hmm. Um, I did start to ask questions and found out that on these 8.30 to noon, you know, (laughs) adventures that they were having, a lot of times Harley came back home Uh because Harley was like, look here, dude, (laughs) I've peed and pooped and I'm done. And so he lets Harley come back and then he takes Jack's like to the lake and stuff. I can take Harley to work with me. And then when we get back home, Harley has a temporary death right after dinner. Like you don't see him anymore (laughs) until the next morning. He's done. Um, If there's a fire, you better scoop his behind up because he ain't coming out on his own. (laughs) Jax comes home and eats and it's like, let's go back. And I'm like, really, dude? 
So I think a lot of it has to do with age and stuff too. But I was surprised. I thought, wow, two hours. My walks are probably about 50 minutes in the morning and in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot, that that's good. I thought that that was good. But man, I was getting chastised yesterday. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, the thing that um, I look at it as, um, I always keep it in my ha- head. A trainer has said this to me and I see it all the time on social media, like a tired dog is a well-behaved dog. And since I have four very unique personalities, very boisterous personalities in this house, it behooves me to make sure they get plenty of exercise if I want to have a peaceful evening. Um, but um, exercise isn't just walking or running or anything like that. It's a little bit of everything. And one thing I've learned just from other trainers is to switch it up, you know? Um, so that's why I have the dog walker. And then I walk around with the dogs separately. So when the dog walker takes two dogs, I take the other two dogs and we do something different. Sometimes we play fetch. Sometimes we just wander around, but also because your dogs are at the, um, hospital and they're going to work with you. That's to me, that's exercise as well. Because they're moving That's what around I think. all day. That's what I think. That contributes. Stairs. Yeah, man. That and then interacting with people and stuff like that. All of mm-hmm. that, you know, because it's working the brain. We got to work the brain as well as the body. Yes. Yes. And so I agree with you, but I was curious as to what the rest of the world is doing. So if the rest of the world is listening, if you're doing something much less or much more, let us know. I know it's funny because when, whenever I see someone talking about what their dog does, I will admit that inside I'm just rolling my eyes like, oh, good for you. Aren't you just special? <laughs> You're doing all this stuff. It's like, it's like, what is, why am I getting all mad? <laughs> okay. So that is like the perfect lead in to the next subject that I wanted to talk about. Good God. I'll say I love, okay, here's my disclosure. I love the therapy dog teams that I work with. I do. But I have that same feeling sometimes because they're like, are we doing a Halloween costume um, parade this year? Are we going to do the parade this year? And I'm thinking, no, it's COVID. We're not going to gather, you know, and then flood the hallways and not be able to do what we're supposed to do because we still are in the middle of a pandemic. However, I'm not a dog dresser upper. That's just not what I do. I have one standard uniform that, that we keep, you know, it's the dog, um, bow ties. No, it's thing one and thing two, (laughs) (laughs) two red uh, polo shirts. Okay. And then I'll wear cat in a hat hat. That's it. That's all I got. And, and I've been doing this their whole life. I don't change with the trends. So I wanted to find out what was exactly happening. Do you, did you look at that information? I've, I have a billion dollars spent I, I on had a, yeah. Halloween costumes. For- I had to look at it several times because I was like, wow. I, ha- I have to be wrong about this. Uh it's $490 million. To me, $490,000 is insane. But a half a billion dollars. Yes. It's like, what? First of all, how much do these costumes cost? And second, who, are, I mean, are, I, know, I remember before we got dogs, we used to watch this program called It's Me or the Dog with, what is it, Victoria Stillwell? That's my and, girl. And she was talking to this woman. Now, mind you, this was over 10 years ago, but she is talking to this woman 
about her little dogs. And the woman had a closet with um, rows of racks of hanging clothes for her dogs. And so I'm wondering, and the thing about it is it, it, it was small dogs. And I was wondering, I, when I was reading the article about the Halloween costumes, I was thinking about that one woman and wondering how much do those costumes and, or outfits and stuff cost? They and, range anywhere from like eight to $9 up to 20 and 30 bucks. But here's the other thing. It's very hard to find costumes for big dogs. For big dogs. Mm-hmm. If I had the the gumption, the wherewithal to come up with a, you know, big dogs like clothes too kind of <laughs> site. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would, but your beagles and your shih tzus and your, the little Dotsons and mm-hmm. all of those mixes where, um, where the costumes, you know, I yeah. mean, I just turning Jacks into a big bumblebee, is just not going to work. Now I have dogs that wear lots of costumes when they come to do therapy. I mean, they just do. I have one guy, I love him to death. He's actually a retired Navy man, but he sews his behind off and he has a blue tick hound. And we were throwing away some old tattered candy striper um, vests. Cause yes, we still, we have candy stripers at the hospital. Kids that come in and do like three weeks during the summer for extra credit for, co- for high school. Uh-huh. And next thing I know, damn it. The dog came in with a nurse's outfit on complete with a hat. <laughs> I kid you not. Um, I mean, he is that talented. So we have, you know, a lot of people who are gifted in that way where they make costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, but I mean, that is, I mean, just even picturing it gave me a smile. It is one of those where it is kind of fun, but my dogs, if I put clothes on them, they would, they look at me like I beat them. Well, the only thing that I wish I had gotten um, both Harley and Jack's accustomed to is things on their head. Mm -hmm. And I guess people are saying, well, why would you want to do that? Um, But in my line of work, that would be cool to be able to put a hat on them or something. Um, I have a couple of teams that wear an extensive collection of bow ties. Yes. And they're really impressive. Like I have a Westie that has a bow tie for every freaking holiday in the week. You <laughs> name a week. And I mean, these bow ties don't get a repeat either. Um, I have a cool poodle named Gabbana who has um, her toenails are painted every week. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to see what's the color this week. Um, So, I mean, people do different things, but the Halloween costume trend has really escalated and gone really, really high. That's a lot of money. Well, I mean, it's like it's one of those where I I don't really understand it, but um, wow, a half a billion dollars. On costumes. I mean, I, but when it goes back to things for big dogs, it took me a long time to find coats for my dogs because you can't order them online because you need to know, unless you know your dog's measurements and everything, but even things that are extra large online, um, they're extra large for a bigger, small dog, not for big dogs. That's right. So extra large, believe it or not, barely fits Harley. And Harley is a, an average sized dog at 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. 
extra, extra large is a squeeze for Jackson at 70 pounds. Yeah. So you're right. I'm telling you, there's a market. But I also read um, more than 29 million people are expected to dress their dogs up for the holiday. Gosh, I mean, it is. I mean, it gets a tip. I mean, not that people do it for the attention, but it, it makes people happy. I mean, even though I when I walk into a store and I see the costumes and stuff like that, I'm not really interested. I'm not interested. It's not where my head goes. But when I see a dog dressed up, I love it. And years ago, when I fostered a dog that was small. Yes, I did go and buy her him a whole wardrobe. And um, okay, but he he came from a home where he was dressed up. His owner had to surrender him um, due to health issues, and so he knew what to do. I would like he would lift his paws and do all the stuff when I was putting. <laughs> I had a blast, and um, and ever since I've always wanted a big small dog. So not not a teeny dog, but just a big small dog, a dog that's like twenty pounds, twenty five pounds, so that I can have at least one dog that I can put outfits on. Now I do get looks in the rain because the boys wear oh the raincoats the yellow they have yellow raincoats and they have navy blue leggings because when they walk they get their legs all wet Mm -hmm. and their underbelly so I bought leggings yes yes and um we do have coats and all of the dogs can fit the coats but they're mainly for Apollo and Scout because they go walking with the with the um, dog walker. But just it's just amazing. It is just I'm, amazing. I'm just astounded. I I can't get past a half a billion dollars. I feel like is this worldwide? Yes, because in the United. No, this is just the United States. Because it's like, where? Who are these people? And where are these people? And it just feels wrong. <laughs> like I just can't get behind that number. I yes. mean, I I mean, twenty percent. Twenty percent of dog owners plan are to spend that their much. Pet. Our plan to dress their pets up in 2021, which is up 18% from last year. Ooh, I wonder if it has something to do with the pandemic. Like it us, does. all of us being at home. It does. Pet costume sales are up. Um, you know what is a consistent fan favorite year after year? Huh. You would appreciate this. Okay. Star Wars. Yay. Star Wars. And um, yeah, Chewbacca. I would dress yeah. the dog up and, as Chewbacca. And people love the shark fin. Oh, yes. And <laughs> yep. And fan favorites, you know, like I guess when you go to these costume, whatever parties or whatever, but fan favorites are either Wonder Woman or the walking teddy bear, which looks like the legs are moving. <laughs> is that the way it sits on the front? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, more mindless Halloween trivia California, Texas. Mm-hmm. are most likely to dress up their pets follow, followed by New York City, Florida, and the state of Pennsylvania. Huh. Huh. Right? I know. Random. I know. So here we go. The 10 most popular Halloween costumes. And we're going to go from number 10. God, okay. I feel like that lady on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> number 10, which is a medium-sized dog, is Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Number nine for what you say a small, but large, larger than small dog is the devil. Oh. That would be great for Jax. Then we have some little witches. Now, it seems like for the bigger dogs, the Jacksons and the Apollos and the Rodrigos, you're looking at a lion. 
because that's that mm-hmm. mange thing that just goes on their head. Yeah. A tiny dog. We have a bat, which is number six. Mm-hmm. Then the cute one is number five is a ghost, which oh. is almost looks like a bathrobe that you put on a kid after they come out of the shower. <laughs> okay. Number four is that bumblebee we talked about. Yep. That's what I like. Number three. And this dog, I wish you could see it. Looks like he's so embarrassed. Is a superhero. <laughs> it's got like this Wonder Woman cape, mm-hmm. but it's like for the Shih Tzu size dog. Right. Number two is a hot dog. I did that to Harley one year. <laughs> we had to go on television to do the weather, um, and it was for Halloween. Yeah, I think he still harbors some ill will. <laughs> He looked pissed. And number one is a pumpkin. Oh, okay. Yeah. So those are your 10 most popular costumes for 2021, everybody. So that's what you'll be seeing if you go out. The most I would do is put bow bow ties on my dogs. That's probably I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw thing one and thing two in the (laughs) and I put it on them and they um sit on the steps of the porch while people come and get their oh. oh, that's the other thing is the trick-or-treating. And that probably the reason why this is so bizarre to me is because we don't get trick-or-treaters. We live out in the country. If someone came knocking on our door, asking for trick-or-treat, I would feel like it was the start of a horror movie because <laughs> <laughs> nobody comes <laughs> to my house. I would be worried. <laughs> we, um, well, last year, because of the pandemic, um, Lee had this great idea and my kids were with us um, that year, but Lee had a great idea. They put a, like a card table mm-hmm. at the bottom of the steps on the, like the walkway. Mm-hmm. And we were on the porch and we just put candy in individual little like dollar store Ziplocs. Yeah. And, nice. you know, Lee put a little plastic um, Halloween dollar store tablecloth on there. Mm-hmm. And we had the lights on. We sat on the porch with the dogs and the kids just came up to the table and did their trick or treat. And the parents laughed, but there was no contact. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I guess because we were sitting out there and then the kids in the neighborhood are really nice. Nobody tried to take everything. <laughs> and well we done. sat there from like seven to eight thirty, And then we folded up the table and came in the house. And it was That's, done. So he said, you want to do the same thing? I said, weather permitting. Yeah. 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 So that's what we'll do. Well, there you but, go. Well, there so we go. I don't know if you've been watching the weather, but they're talking about we're going to have some type of, I don't think it's a hurricane, but we're having what? some, yeah, we're supposed to be having something here on the West coast. What's sad is that my friend in Florida had to send me a message warning me about it because that's how much I pay attention to the news. So it looks like it's starting up. Let the me wind, see. The wind and the rain. So going back to our first or second podcast, have it's you a gotten, cyclone. Have well, you gotten your... Um, what I did, no, my answer is no. I do not you have You didn't let me finish. I know what you're going to ask. <laughs> and no, I didn't do anything. But what I did do is I started going to, and um, every payday I go to Costco and I do a big Costco run because I'm building up a pantry. So we can, if we have to stay at home, we have everything that we need. And so I got flashlights and batteries and um, all the like 
dry goods and stuff for the dogs. You are so you you're just so well prepared yeah. and to Johan, stay indoors. But I keep talking about I know. evacuation. I, I know, but in this in this weather with it's a cyclone, um, I think we're just gonna stay inside. But yeah, I don't know if you can hear it, but it's it's howling out there now. So it says that you have a wind advisory. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in the 50s. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 54 degrees. Yeah, you have a grand finale, something kind of cyclone coming. Mm-hmm. You be careful now. I shall. It, um, yeah, because it's coming because of Hurricane Rick. Yeah. Off of that's yeah. a horrible mm-hmm. name, Rick. <laughs> that's a horrible name. <laughs> they need to do better. <laughs> well, Hurricane Richard. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with me today, my dear friend. Oh, listen, it's just always um it's always a treat. Um remember, don't open your package until I will not. And I hope you enjoy the parts. forever dog book. I am. Listen, I started a little bit without my glasses. So it was just like a couple of pages, but Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to try to read it as fast as I can. Did you finish? I am almost finished. So we can plan on talking about it in an upcoming podcast. Yes, because I think that this would be an exciting book um, for people to give as um, gifts for Christmas. And we're going to talk about that later on in November. So, all right, friend, I'm going to go and um, feed the boys and get ready for my not two hour walk. (laughs) And I am going to go and drug my dog before he loses his mind. Okay. Well, there we go. (laughs) Talk to you next week. All right. 